Welcome to Unashamed Unafraid, a show unashamed about sexual addiction recovery and unafraid of coming into Christ for healing. Where we talk about real recovery stories, answer anonymous questions with experts, and share resources that actually work. I'm your host, Steve. And I'm your co-host, James. And we are Unashamed Unafraid. So this is a a, a post I did last year, right? Yeah. Prior to them. So we talk over and over and over and over and over again about the Warrior Heart Retreat. And right. we will continue to do so because it's freaking awesome and you need to come. But there's a flip side, right? We got the women's retreat. So uh, we were able to sit down in the studio uh, with Melanie, who's the founder, right, uh, of the retreat. And then she brought uh, Lindsay, who happens to be your sister. Right. Uh, as head of the prayer team. And then um, one of the newest members of their team, Becky. Um, and so both Becky and Lindsay have a story of betrayal, trauma, husbands who are addicts, kind of that experience, right? They kind of well, and not only that, they also had well, basically because of that betrayal trauma, it um, impacted their relationship with God in a major way, in a major negative way. Yeah, and so them coming up to the women's retreat, that the stories that they share here about just. How big of an impact that had? Well, can we talk about how powerful? Like, I hope you take the opportunity to listen to this because the just it's just powerful what they share. Oh, absolutely, yeah. The the experiences they have just really changed the spiritual trajectory of their lives. Yeah, and, and you know, if you're a, a husband listening to this, wondering, you know, I've done all this damage to my wife. What can I do? This great resource for her. Or if you're a woman listening to this, going. You know, am I enough? Am I worth it? What I mean, I I can't think of a resource that'd be more empowering and healing for betrayal trauma than the retreat, and that, and that's what a lot of the women share, right? Yeah, why we yeah. wanted to have them on. You know, and a lot of the betrayal trauma that's going to create a lot of um, anxiety, mistrust, um, some a lot of fear, and you know this this retreat and this podcast, we kind of address some of those things and um, why it's worth overcoming some of the anxiety and fear and and what healing you can experience from that anxiety and fear. Yeah, and we we get into it with them, right? So we uh, we don't let them just kind of come in and tell the rosy story. So we talk about, you know, what's hard for people, what interferes with them coming up, what makes it hard to have a good experience, what what all the fears about it being weird, I've their, never done yeah, something like their this. Their own fears going up initially, their yep. own impressions at the beginning, and then really what um, what makes it worth it for them. Yep, yep. And um, we have something special. This is kind of a first for us. Which is, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. So we're excited about this. So uh, we want the women out there to know they're worth it, right? Oh, because they absolutely are. Um, You don't deserve any of what you have gone through. This. Amen to that. um, Not Kayla, not Christy, not any of the women who are listening. No, they, yeah, you don't deserve what you've gone through. What you do deserve is some time with God and some healing for your soul. So tell them what we're doing, James. Well, we're going to be giving away a spot up at the retreat. We're paying, we we're will paying pay for, for a woman it. to go up. Full ride scholarship, as you say. Uh, we will pay for you to go to this retreat. So 
listen to the podcast to hear how you can... Details are at the end. Yep. Right? Of how to... Of course, we're going to do that to you. Obviously, we want you to hear these women's beautiful testimony. Right. So, um, in their experience. So, listen at the end for the details. Um, and that's that's for this year. This is right now. Yeah. Um, it's going to be in October. So, October 10th through the 12th. Right. So, mark it on your calendars. And... Theheartofawoman.net is their site. Right. So, go on, register today or... Well, keep listening, and we will let you know how you can win a spot paid for by Unashamed Unafraid. And with that, we'll, uh, we'll get into the studio with uh, these women and, and hear their great stories. James, we're back. We're back. And I'm not going to lie, I generally consider us here at Unashamed Unafraid reasonably attractive fellows. Oh, definitely. I mean, in all humility, right? We have a lot of issues, but I feel like in the looks category, we do okay. But there is much greater beauty here with us today. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) And they know it. Okay, so uh, we're we're here with the Heart of a Woman um, retreat with the team. Um, And so we're here with Melanie. Melanie, how are you? Good. How are you, Steve? So Melanie was here with us um, about a year ago, yeah. right? We kind of first introduced you guys. Um, Lindsay was here with us as well. Yep. Last time to kind of talk about it. And bum, 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 our newcomer, Becky, how are you? I'm great. How are you? So good. So um, I think we should start, James, with a little kind of get to know you. Um, great. Kind of background with everyone. So as everyone's hearing your voice, they kind of know who is with what voice um and then they won't mistake me for a girl hopefully <laughs> right might be tough we I sound like a boy so <laughs> okay well then you you can start tell us how did you how did you kind of first stumble into the retreat um kind of what background brought you to it life okay so i first heard about retreat through lifestar um and from through your brother you mean yep and my brother and sister-in-law, Christy. Who happens to be James and Christy. <laughs> yes. Um, I want to miss it. Anyway, I went for the first time in 2015. And um, haven't looked back. <laughs> and by the way, this is Lindsay. Oh, did I not say my name? <laughs> and, this is and Lindsay. And you, um, tell me how you participate in the retreat now. You are the head of the prayer team. Yes. Okay, that's awesome. The the Chris Bennett of the women's group. Yeah. Um, Chris is actually sitting here with us today. He's joining us, so um, shout out to Chris. Um, and when you first came to the retreat, you weren't super down with God, right? No. You remember the story. You were kind of angry at him? Yes. I'm remembering, right? I was in a place where I was very angry with God, and um, I didn't really want to go. Um, I went with some gentle prodding from James and Christy and decided to... How nice she is about you guys. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I trust my brother. So, yeah, I I gave God a little bit and um, he he took it. Give him a chill. Take a mile. Yep. It's awesome. Becky, tell us about you. Um, I am an alumni. I started, my first year was 2016. And um, my husband had been to boot camp the two years before that. And he and our therapist at Lifestar 
had um, encouraged me both of those years, you know, there's a women's retreat, you should go, you should try. And I was not in a place where I was going to let my husband tell me what to do. And um, I didn't trust him at that point. And I didn't fully trust. Well, and if you're at Lifestar, there's some addiction background. So yes. in fairness to you, he kind of has some reasons to not be trusted. He's, Very much he's so. He's done some things to mess up the trust game. Right, exactly. Right? You know, and as much as I trusted my therapist, I still feel like I was not in a point where. It's his, it's his thing. Yeah, yeah, it's his thing. I don't have to do your thing. Nope, I'm good. I'm going to be home taking care of the kids. You fix your stuff and we'll be happy. So. Yeah, and I so that was three years ago. This will be my fourth year. I'm, this is my first year on the team, and oh, what did it's logistics? I'm operations over <laughs> over operations. I'm over <laughs> operations. I just dove right in. I'm over operations. We're good at made up titles here. So I know. Can, oh, <laughs> I yeah. mean, if, you, if you want some power title, it's really we got some great ones. It's yeah, really a, about. Yeah calling everyone and making sure they get their jobs done. Mm-hmm. And I'm also helping with adventure and crafts as well. So that's what I'm doing at Retreat this year. So, so Becky, yeah. why don't you tell us a little bit about, um, you know, you said that it took you a little bit to decide to go. What made you decide to go? And then tell us what your experience was when you went there. Awesome. I, um, after a few years of working on my personal recovery, I recognized that my relationship with God was extremely damaged. And I was going to church and trying to get to the temple, and um, I still wasn't there. I still was in a lot of pain, and I still didn't trust God fully. And so that year I went, my first year, I went on just a little bit of faith. And um, where were you at with God when you went up, right? Because L- Lindsay was angry, right? She's like, God, you got one freaking itch. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> right? Right. So, I mean, what, what was kind of your mindset and your relationship with God when you went up? Um, I wasn't angry. I didn't believe that I was enough for him. I had been wounded by many men in my life, and I felt like they were just like God. And so because of that, I didn't trust God at all. Very, very little trust there. And so I didn't trust that if I went, he would be there and it would even make a difference. So can I ask you, um, two years prior, did you even recognize that that was your feelings toward God? I don't think I did. I don't think I recognized how damaged my relationship was with God. It was extremely damaged. From childhood, I had an abusive father, and from my husband and his addiction, I, I, everything about the male figure was very damaged for me. And you didn't recognize it, that no. that had, it had impacted your relationship with God. Well, it's I all didn't. you knew. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, you can't know what you don't know. Right. right. Yeah, and I didn't know. And so I went with trepidation. I was nervous. Um, I was really quiet my first year. And um, looking back now, I wish I'd gone two years sooner. I wish I had gone that first year that my therapist had said, I feel like this is something that could help you because my relationship deepened so naturally with God 
that I kind of mourn a little bit that I didn't go sooner. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we'll, we'll get kind of back into both of your guys' stories and what really made you decide to come up and, and what you really got out of, right? Coming to the retreat. Yeah. Um, Melanie? Hi. So I'm Melanie and I'm- Hello, Melanie. I am one of the founders of Heart of a Woman and- um, How'd that happen? Well, I work for Doug Nielsen, who is one of the founders of A Warrior Heart. And after they'd done a couple of A Warrior Heart boot camps, he came to me and said, you need to do this for the women. Women need this. And um, it wasn't at all what I anticipated doing in my life, but I felt very driven to, um, to help women come closer to God and to see themselves as they really are, as God created them to be. And so two other women and I started planning retreat, although we had never seen one, and that was nine years ago. And halfway through the process, we went over to Colorado to Stacy Eldridge's mm-hmm. retreat um, and so that we could see how it was really done. And I had no idea what an amazing journey God was sending me on, because here, nine years later, we've had hundreds of women come to a heart of a woman, and we've seen them come, you know, like these girls said, with some fear and trepidation about what their experience would be like. And then we watch as over the course of the weekend, God reaches out into their hearts and... uh some amazing things start to happen. So I just feel like so honored that my Heavenly Father would trust me to do this and to work with these women. It's awesome. It's awesome. So I think let's start with the elephant in the room. What is the Heart of a Woman Retreat? Well, Heart of a Woman Retreat is a three-day retreat designed especially for women so that they can reconnect. Women only, no men come. Women only, no men come. Um, with the exception of James, who is our AV person. <laughs> and he sits back <laughs> in, I sit in the back corner. As, in the corner as quietly and um, make myself as invisible as I can. Yes. So we do need some technical, we need some technical help. Um, but it is designed only for women and it is absolutely not about it's not a addiction. Thing. It's not a couple's thing, and it's not about addiction. But it is about reconnecting your heart with God, renewing your vision of who you really are, and restoring your heart in the beauty of the mountains. And so we do this every fall in October uh, at a Christian camp up in Wanship, and it's absolutely a beautiful um, time of year to be there. Uh, like I said earlier, this is our ninth year, and we've had hundreds of women who have come and spent that weekend with us. Here's a question for you. What percent of women come back if you were to ballpark it? Oh, well, 30 to 40 percent of women who, who come, come once, come again. Who come again. And we have women who are lifers, yeah. women who have come to the first retreat who are still coming yeah. to retreat now. Maybe not every year, but... They right. pop in yeah, and out. Come back. And, yeah. 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 Very cool. So um, you would say that you have 30 to 40% are repeat offenders at some point or another throughout coming back to retreat, right? Right. 
Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I guess I bring that up to say whether whether it's addiction backer up to your point. Like this is this is by women for women and about God. And so yes, women who are in betrayal trauma or have a spouse who has addiction, they fit in the category of women and need God's healing and love in their life. But not only addicts, right? Any woman who needs a relationship with God is a good thing. Absolutely. I was one of those women who'd had a good connection with God and was in a, um, I was in a good place in my life. And I have been amazed at what has happened to me personally with my relationship with God. Um, what about, so we hear about these things, right, where it's like, this event's going to change your life. So I actually am a Tony Robbins fan. I'll just own it. But the people are worried about that kind of thing, right? That I'm going to go down to this deal at like Thanksgiving point or some convention hall, and it's going to be like streamers, rave music. And what's going to happen is I'm going to walk out of there being like, I'm going to quit my job, become president of the United States and change my religion and become a professional skydiver. And it's like, it's like this kind of like weird kind of over embraceive thing. And it's a new religion. It's That's a fear. When people tell me, hey, there's this life-changing event that you should come to, is that, I mean, that's all of our initial instinct, right? Is like, what freaking Kool-Aid are these people drinking, right? And so is there there an an agenda with this? Do I need to fit a certain religious mold? Is it, you know, is there a certain box I have to fit in for this to work for me? Absolutely not. This is non-denominational and it's done non-denominationally on purpose so that all women of faith can come and feel comfortable. We teach principles that are common to all women of faith. Um, All Christianity. All Christianity. We don't teach any specific doctrinal points that fit into one church or another. Is Mormon, is Baptist. Yeah. Nope, nope, we don't do that. And so when a woman comes, she'll be greeted by a team of amazing, wonderful women who will embrace her and help her to feel safe and comfortable in that environment. Over the course of three days, she will attend 10 different presentations, and each one is um, faith-based and one principle builds on the next. Is but, this weird crap, though? No, I it's not to, crap. It's, I, what, it's not no, no, weird. <laughs> I'm saying, am, am I like, do I have to, do we no. have to sit in a circle and I have to share no. all my deepest secrets? No. Is no. this, we're all standing, you know, naked in the woods around the fire? Is there any? <laughs> no. Well, so, so let no. me take this to Becky. So, Becky, you said when you first, when you showed up the first time, you kind of hung back. You were kind of quiet. I was. So... So is that is that okay? Like, is that acceptable, or is it very like, much? Oh no! So. If you're here, you sit on the front row and you no, raise your no. hand. No, it's very comfortable and very calm, and it's also open to what you need. And so there are people there who are uh, more vocal or sing a little louder. Um, and people like me. My first year, I was very quiet, and nobody made me feel bad about that it was just did you feel a lot of pressure like pressure to act a certain way be a certain way no not at all it was very welcoming to whoever was there whatever point they are at their lives it's all about the individual connecting with god wherever you are because because i know a, a struggle people have with religious events in general is a lot of times you show up i felt this way coming to my own church into other churches that it's like there's an expectation of your faith is at X level. 
And so I, you know, I'm like, oh, you can't walk into this congregation and be like, I don't even know if Jesus is real. Like that would not be kosher with these people. Right. And so were there, ex- did you feel expectations that way that you needed to be in a certain place with God? Not I guess, at all. Lindsay, you can answer this question too, right? Because you weren't in a good place with them. Right. Um, one of the reasons I actually came was because it was non-denominational, um, I had no interest at that time in going to something like um, the, yeah, um, just going to a place where I was going to hear um, what I'm not doing. Um, And that was just, that was just where I was at that point. Every message that I would hear in church or, you know, if I were to go to like a women's timeout thing, I didn't I wasn't interested because what I felt like I was going to hear was well I suck at that and I'm not doing that and so that was actually one of the reasons why this interested me. You gave me. the inch. Mhm. Very cool. So I think kind of that slides us into kind of a natural next question is so obviously we're a podcast show about sexual addiction recovery, right? Um, and, and we often talk from the men's perspective because that's our perspective. So we can say, James has been there. I've been there. Chris has been there whatever. Um, so why, if I'm, you know, you kind of describe both stories a little If I'm a woman who has the betrayal trauma situation going on, right. And whatever else, right. You talked about your childhood, Becky and whatever else happened in our life. Like why this, right. Why not another therapy thing? Why not another, you know, a retreat about, meditation or a retreat why not a marriage retreat if it's my marriage that says why not you know why not just take a break from the kids and go to a beach somewhere and put my feet up and finally get a freaking break right so so why this event as opposed to any other anything else so what i didn't know was that um so i came in like becky with a very broken relationship with god i didn't trust him um and I had a lot of very skewed views about who he was. So what I didn't know coming in was that my relationship with him needed to be healed in order for me to give him my heart and allow him to heal me. So my healing really didn't start to happen until after I went to retreat and I was able to um, kind of had the blinders taken off and to um, accept and to trust God for who he says he is. How did you come to recognize that your relationship with God was broken? The reason I ask is because a lot of people that grow up in a religion or in a culture where they just feel like oh, they've been told for their whole lives, oh, yeah, God loves you. Yeah, you're good. And so people just kind of take that and and they almost are blind to the fact and don't really acknowledge um, difficult feelings or hard feelings toward God. And they just kind of assume that that is just who God is. What helped you to start to really recognize, oh, wait a minute, my relationship with God could use some healing? Um, well, Actually, I'm remembering a conversation with you um, and coming to you in some brokenness and frustration and anger and hurt um, and telling you some of the things that I was feeling um, and 
you and I both came from a family where our biological father was an alcoholic and basically abandoned us. And our stepfather was, well, he was doing the best he could, um, just didn't pay us much attention um, and was not available, very distant. And you and I had a conversation later in life when I came to you in this place of um, brokenness in God. And you said, our relationship with our Father is reflected onto God. Like, if you think about it, the only Father figure that you've had in your life was a broken one. And so, how else are you going to, like, that's the only way that you are going to envision a Father. And so, when we speak about our Father in Heaven, that's who I, that's how that relationship is. And that totally opened my eyes. And I was like, wow, you are 100% correct. Um, okay. Becky, can I ask you the same question? Um, you know, I kind of alluded to that earlier. Um, what kind of helped, helped you um, start to recognize that maybe your relationship with God needed some healing and some help? Well, I think part of it is I looked around and I saw people who were at peace, and it didn't matter how many— This is prior to coming up to yeah. the retreat? Mm-hmm. Prior okay. to coming to the retreat, people who were at peace. And um, it didn't matter how many meetings I went to. It didn't matter how many friends I talked to. I still couldn't find peace. There was a big hole in me, and I didn't realize what it was until I got to retreat, and there's a big God hole. And I think most people have that hole in them. And for me, I had tried to fill it in perfectionism and hustling for my worth. I was battling a food addiction, all these things to try and be enough and good enough. And I realized at retreat that I was trying to fill this hole that I'd never be able to fill. Only God can do that. And when I opened up my heart and let Him fill it, that's when I could look back and say, that's what I've been missing this whole time. So uh, speaking specifically to women with betrayal trauma, um, you tend to kind of know the crowd you run in a little bit, right? You guys have have women who are friends, and we always like throw out when we're like, yeah, everyone has a family member or someone very close to them who struggles with sexual addiction, whether you know it or not, you yep, do. That um, is true. And so I know you, you guys know a lot of women, right? I've seen a lot of women come to the retreat who are totally betrayal trauma. I, I don't want to use the word textbook because everyone's story is different, but they're coming from this broken place. Um, how, how is this like the God hole you talked about and, and the, the, your relationship of the way you view God's character? How do those relate to the betrayal trauma piece? Because right now you're talking to a bunch of people who you're talking about an aha moment, but talk to, try and talk to yourself before you had the aha moment. And how does it connect with the, the wounding that happens with the betrayal trauma and the lack of trust and lack of security, lack of safety, right? Having so many things turned upside down. I mean, there's just so much damage that comes with that. So how does that connect to this? Um, so I was similar to Becky in that um, a lot of the men in my life um, let me down. Um, and... Um, 
So I remember even as I was, um, I had three sons first. And each time I had a son, I was like, no, no, no. I did not want to have boys. I had this fear of being surrounded by men who were just going to hurt me. And um, it happened to be, you know, these, my husband, my dad, um, people that are close to me that I love. So I think a, a big question uh, listeners will have coming out of this is why, why does this event work for someone trying to heal from betrayal trauma? Betrayal trauma is one of Satan's big tools he uses to hurt women. And he tells us that we will not be loved and we will never be enough. And that is one of the main messages I feel for the retreat is you are enough, you are loved, and there is someone who will always fight for you no matter what. And that is something that I think a lot of women struggle with whether it's a father who never fought for them or a husband who's struggling to fight for them. Getting to know that deep inside is a game changer. And that's what changed for me in my recovery, honestly. Well, and and she just described, Lindsay, your story, right? That the men in your life, when you said like they let you down, right? Abuse, betrayal, right? Neglect. Yes. Like that's what you knew. Right. Right? Yes. That's the story you'd been told your whole life. Right. Which is why I was, uh, you can see why I was apprehensive in coming to a retreat about God. That's that's how I, he was just another man, honestly, in my eyes. He was male. He created men. They're all the same. So, yeah, coming with these wounds around um, men, um but but the reason that it works is because um, he is there. It's it's God that's doing the healing. It's coming with this little amount of hope and faith that he can do what he says he will do, and he'll do it. I, I know one thing with the men that's really big is men isolate, right? I can I can sit with Chris and be like. Bro, college football, we're only like a month away. Tight, right? Tight, bro, right? We can do that, right? But for me to be like, Chris, dude, I'm struggling, man. Um, or I'm questioning my identity. Or like, that's that's conversation we don't really get around to having as men. Like, that was not taught to us by fathers usually or anyone. Um, and so I know a lot of people feel like, um, and I've heard women express this, like, they they can do their healing kind of one on one with them and God. So so why rhetorically like why do I need to come on the retreat? Why don't I tell my husband to watch the kids, get a cabin up in the woods, and take my scriptures and go up there by myself? So the presentations, and I feel like um, specific questions that are asked. Um, the way that things are presented, it's it's something you cannot recreate on your own. It's um, it can be you are in the mountains first of all. Um, we read in the scriptures that that's where God is, and He is there. Um, there's just some powerful 
healing that can happen up there along with these questions and time that is set apart for us to be quiet, to be alone, to listen, to take these questions to God and have Him answer them for you. It's, um, it's not something that you can recreate. I also want to say women by nature are relational. And yes, we see our friends and we're kind of like you guys, you know, how the kids doing, what's going on. Um, but to be surrounded by women who have open hearts connected to God really is a powerful thing. It, it's like your power is magnified when you're together. Have you ever felt that when you're on a team and you're working together and you are much more powerful by working together. And I feel that's how the prayer team works. When we're together and we're praying together, we have so much more power. So one of the things that I just want to add is that you don't have to come to retreat and share anything about what's going on in your life. That is not an expectation. And it's not therapy and it's not self-disclosure and it's not any of these other groups or experiences that you could have. This is really your time with God. But there is something very, very powerful, like Becky said, about being with other women who are trying to move forward in their journey with God and to be surrounded and to feel accepted and loved and not judged and not compared that's not an experience that women frequently have because because we sit and compare ourselves to each other a lot. But retreat is set up in such a way that that just isn't even a, a part of it. And so I think we feel more open to being ourselves and to um, reaching out for help if we need it and accepting help from one another, and encouraging one another. And I think that another thing that I see happen um, as I watch the women is you kind of look around and you can see that somebody is struggling and it gives you permission to struggle yourself. I, I feel like there is a, going up there, there's a vulnerabil vulnerability that's just kind of felt amongst one another and known and you know you're kind of you're kind of bare when you're in that place and so there is um just acceptance and allowance for everyone to be there to be where they're at and so you would say that like people kind of take off the mask so to speak and they kind of actually feel like they can yes not you know, pretend like everything's perfect in their life. Yeah. Maybe something that you might typically find at church where everybody's just kind of like, yeah, everything's good. You just need to do this, do that. I never felt that at any of the retreats that I've attended. There's no no perfectness or got to be this way, got to act this way. It's, I feel like everyone is cumbling, coming humbly and being ready for what happens, and allowing that to happen for everyone else there. Well, this is probably not the best analogy to use, but you lay down with dogs, you get fleas, right? And so I, I know for like the men's retreat, I just hadn't experienced a group of men 
be vulnerable like that. Not not in the overshare sense that they're all sitting down vomiting all their issues and all the secrets they never wanted to tell anyone, but in just like an openness. And I remember it was so foreign to me. And I'm a pretty social person. Um, I was like, I've never experienced a group of men operating like, like yeah. this, right? Actually so, being real with one another. Actually being real with one another. And so I imagine, uh, you know, I don't know if sisterhood's the right word or whatever, but I mean, did you ever have an experience before coming on on the Heart of a Woman retreat where you had been with a group of women that operated the way that you just described? One of the things I was just going to say was along those lines, <clears throat> um, being able to be honest about my broken relationship with God was really scary. We go to church. We teach our lessons. Because you doing that at church. No, and that's the thing. Like, I love church. Church is great. But the culture can get really stifling for me personally. And so being at retreat and being honest about not being 100% there is totally okay and so freeing. It allowed me to be who I am and recognizing that God loved who I am, where I am, and He loves each of us wherever we are. And that was so powerful for me. Yeah, um, I'm a vulnerable person by nature, so I have had those experiences with other women and people in my life, but I think it's important to also um, that it's not an expectation to, you know, that if, oh my gosh, I decide to come, I've got to be this, I've got to be that, I've got to be vulnerable, i got to go, you know, go to these places I'm not, I'm really scared to go to. Nothing is expected of you. But that in and of itself is different because everywhere else we go, there is an expectation, right? When you go to play group, when you go to church, when you drop your kids off at school, there's an expectation, right? And so just that, just going somewhere where there isn't an expectation, that's a huge shift, right? In and of itself. Exactly. You don't have to put your makeup on. You can wear your pajamas to the session. Like, it's all good. I've totally done that. (laughs) (laughs) I think one thing that um, I would think every woman could admit that has signed up and gone is that we are all, we've all been hurt. There there isn't any one of us that hasn't been hurt. I like the Brene Brown, nobody rides for free. Yep. So every one of us is coming with some pain and needing a little fine-tuning with our relationship with God. So... And I know you're kind of on the newer side, Becky, so maybe it's a question for Melanie and for Lindsay. What keeps women from coming up? Let's just let's just let's just cut to it, right? Run ashamed and afraid. Let's just go right down Main Street. There's a bunch of women listening to this that totally should come. I'll just I'll just put my personal spin on it and just say that, right? So what what's the biggest barrier for women coming up? And how have you seen women overcome those barriers? So for me, I feel like it. Uh, the reason that women may not want to come, everything boils down to fear. They're afraid of something. They're afraid of what's going to happen up there. What are they teaching up there? What if um, this thing that they're teaching, I go and, wow, I might like. What if, I think it all boils down to a fear of what? What, what is this and what's going to happen? 
that's keeping them from, oh, you know, that's, that's good for you. I'm, I'm really happy for you that you found something that you like, but it's not for me. If, if that person could really sit down and say, okay, why isn't it for you? You've never been. Why isn't it for you? I think a good question for women to ask themselves is, what if it is for me? What if there is something there that could deepen my relationship with God? What if there is something there that would help me love myself more? For me, that was the big, that has big, the big journey because I already had a good, healthy relationship with my Heavenly Father, but I didn't have a healthy relationship with me. And so taking that question to Heavenly Father, how do you see me? And then being able to start seeing myself the way he sees me. And it's been a process. These girls can tell you it's been a it's been a process. But I think if women could say, What if I go alone? I so, may make so I have, friends. I have well, I have a woman right now who is, is fine with the message, is fine to come up, right? A, a woman close to me in my life who um, won't come because she doesn't want to come alone. Getting divorced right now. It's going through divorce. Um, and I said, you should go to this. This would be really good, I think, for you to, what you just said, right? Time with God. And her her fear, right, to Lindsay's point, was um, I just can't deal with, with the social anxiety of coming along. I'm like, my life is so messed up right now. To me, that's just like one more thing I would have to worry about. Like, I just would lose sleep knowing I'm going to this weird thing by myself. And she would feel that way, except inside of her, because we are women, and I know that we all have this desire to love and be loved, that inside of her, she's saying, I just wish somebody cared about me enough to see the pain that I'm in and to love me and to reach out to me. And that is one of the beautiful things about coming alone to retreat is that you are greeted by this team of women who have been when you are at. Many of them came alone. Becky came alone. Lindsay came alone. So many women came alone. So you can come alone. Come alone. So many women come alone. A lot come alone. So I won't be this weird outsider that it's like, oh, everyone's up here with their five friends except me. I would say of the 75 women who came to retreat last fall that 30 of them came alone. And that lasted, um, I don't know, how long? Half an hour. Until they came to the registration table and they were embraced by Mm -hmm. team members and and made to feel like we were so happy that they were there. And if you're afraid, you can just leave. If you're there for an hour and it's still scary and all of us right now are lying to you, they don't take the keys to your car. (laughs) They don't take the keys to the car, but they'll meet you at the door and say, can I pray with you? I can see that you're struggling. Can I just love you? Can we put our arms around you and pray with you? And so that's what happens to women who come alone. They just feel embraced. And that longing that they have inside of their hearts to love, to be loved, it kind of gets filled really quickly. What else have you seen keeps women from coming up? What have been the barriers I know for me, many years, everything was just too expensive. You know, like I had a hard time spending money on myself. I needed to take yeah. care of my kids. I It's hard to get away. But I feel like we all know when we invest in something important that we're blessed. 
and we find healing there. And the retreat is a worthwhile investment. You know, it's, what's the cost of the retreat? Well, the cost of the retreat is four hundred and forty-five dollars, and that includes your lodging, instruction, That's materials, everything. adventure, everything. But right now, there's a killer early bird special that takes the registration automatically down to $395 if you register by August 30th. And then um, because Steve has been so gracious and invited us on the podcast, we're giving another discount. If women like one discount, there's a second discount. And so if you go to um, heartofawoman.net forward slash registration, and you enter the coupon code unashamed, then you get another $50 off and it takes it down to $345. And uh, if you uh, are hesitating due to your fear and you want to sign up the couple weeks before, um, it has sold out before, I think we should mention sold out last year. Right, right. right. So, so don't, you know, that and could And we're happen. halfway there. And they're halfway, yeah. So, so don't wait to sign up. But if you wait a little bit longer, you can still use the unashamed discount code if the early bird special is gone. Um, but so, uh, with the money, I think I'll just say this is not a for profit venture for you. No, we do not make money at that. This we cover our costs every year by the sweat of our brow. And, um, if anyone is really, really, really struggling, they need to reach out to us because we have some, um, scholarships that discount um, registration. It doesn't come for free, but it does discount and help women who are really in a tough place. And so they can reach out to us that way. I think we made eight cents one year, right? (laughs) We made eight cents one year. (laughs) Well, I want to bring that up because if someone doesn't do a lot of self-help stuff, like if they haven't been to therapy or they haven't done anything, like that can seem like a big number. You're like, phew. 450 bucks for some weekend thing. So I just want to communicate being in the know of self-help land. That is crazy cheap for a retreat. Like go look up any marriage retreat. I know I'm familiar with Terry Reels marriage retreat, which he's a excellent, excellent therapist. The retreat itself is five grand. And that's just for Terry's time. That's you're flying there. You're paying for your own room. You're doing your own food on top of that. Um, and a lot of stuff you do. I mentioned Tony Robbins. If you do date with destiny, it's five grand and you're paying for all of your own stuff to be there for you. So I just want to, if you don't have a compass or a point of relativity, I think it's important to know, yes, there's a financial sacrifice on your part and what Becky talked about of, of kind of willing to invest in yourself. But that's, that's a scrape, the bar- that's the bottom of the barrel number to pull something like this off. And so, you know, coming up with that money is really worth, you're getting a lot of bang for your buck if that's the part you're worried about. Well, and the thing is, is that the bang for your buck lasts much longer than the The weekend that you're at retreat. Um, My daughter, the first time she came up, she thought all of these things that all of these women thought, and she came up so hesitantly, and she feels like it is the very best investment she ever made in herself in her life. And her husband now says, the one thing we will not cut out is retreat. You will be at retreat every year. You know, speaking on that, can you, why don't you share with us how your life is different now since coming to retreat? Um, Lindsay, why don't you start us off? Um, wow. Um, I feel, this sounds kind of lame, but it's true for me. I feel kind of on fire. I feel 
uh, renewed and alive. It's, it's not even renewed. It is. Um, it's. I guess it is renewed. It just this relationship with God that I could have only that I only hoped for that I wanted so badly that I never had in my life. I have that now. Um, a confidence in His love for me, wherever I'm at, whatever I'm doing, um, and having a, I, I just have a passion for the message and to share it when the opportunity arises with any women that I know. Um, and the messages are, you know, like we've said before, it's nothing that you haven't heard before, but um sharing it with with women and girls um it's it resonates with them so i feel like i am living just kind of a new i'm a new me that when i came home from my first retreat my husband immediately he was like you're different you've changed something's changed and i don't feel like i've gone back I can attest to that. Um, you know, I was at that first retreat that Lindsay went to. Um, and I obviously I knew. Of course, you were there. You twisted her arm. You had to make sure she <laughs> yeah, stayed. Yeah, I had to make sure she stayed there. Yeah. Um, I, she is a completely different woman than she was when she first went up. Um, and it's, there's a, there's a joy, there is a light, there is a healing that definitely occurred. And when you set on fire, that is absolutely the, the way I would put it. Um, you, you took to that healing and really let God work a miracle in your heart. Yeah. Well, I, I had a guy who I go to church with come who like halfway through the thing and he reiterated at the end, he was like, dude, I didn't know how asleep I was. So, I mean, Becky, how, how would you answer James's question? How has it been different for you? I think my whole life I had been hustling to be loved. I wasn't loved in the greatest way possible, and I thought that I had to work to get that love. I thought I had to get it from my husband, or I thought I was supposed to get it from my father. And retreat helped me see that I can rest in God's love. Every day, it doesn't matter what um, is going on in the world, in my life, in my home, I can still rest in God's love. I have become a much more peaceful and powerful person since coming to the retreat. I mean, I think before we get into the details, right, of, you know, details of, of what you wish you'd known before it come up in the DSP, I just, because we do this in Unashamed, right? Um, whoever just listened to you is like, oh, sure, they're on the staff, they say that. And so I just the heat check. So, I mean, I guess we can go back to Lindsay. Like, really, honestly, God's a part of your life? 100%. Every day. I talk to him all the time. I Music through so many things. My relationship is so solid. It's I don't see anything breaking that. 
And I'm going to guess your life hasn't changed. Your marriage isn't magically fixed. You're not all of a sudden worth a bajillion dollars. All, all the life problems you have, I'm sure you still have, right? Yep. Like you really feel God's love. Yeah. You really feel like you're enough. Yeah. Like, like I said at the beginning, I couldn't have the healing that happened in my marriage until I was able to have and find that healing with God and give Him my heart and allow Him to heal my heart. Then I was in a place to heal with my relationship with my husband. I don't think it could have come another way. Well, and sounds like heal your own heart with God, the way you view yourself. Yes, right? 100%. Okay, Becky, same question. No nonsense. Shoot straight with us. God is in my life every day. There are moments that are deeper than other moments, but every day. Where before I was going through the motions, I was checking the boxes. But you're you're really not hustling for it anymore. No, I don't have to. I thought I had to, but I don't. And that is the message that I teach my daughters. That is the message that I talk to my friends about. It's not about me proving I'm enough. I already am. And I always was. I just see it now. And that's what I want people to know. They are enough. And they always have been. <laughs> I'm crying. I can't say anything. James and I can't keep it together. We're supposed to ask them this <laughs> question, but we can't. I'm losing um, it. <laughs> we, we can't get there. Um, I mean, that's it. I, if you listen to any part, I hope you listen to that. Um, wow. And, yeah. uh, uh, and, and I can tell you, I mean, I wish everyone could sit here when we do these and and, and experience this live and and sit with these women because just the body language and the feeling in the room and all that. I mean, they're they're being honest. They're being for real. They're getting a phone call. Yeah. Um. So tell us uh, what you wish you would have known. So if someone is potentially coming up on the fence, what do you wish you would have known before you came up? Right. So. Um, Kind of any details that people need to know prior to coming up? It's not scary. Well, it might be scary, but it's not as weird. <laughs> Can I say that? Yeah, it's not weird. Yeah. Well, I think everyone thinks so it's people have, weird. Yeah, oh, people totally. have this preconceived notion that it's right. going to be really it's not weird. weird. Like right? you think you're going to go... And, and your cultural be weird. background. Church. I am. I'm a church. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Okay. Born and raised Here in Utah, from the cradle. Oh, you have the like, same boring story as me. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. I did spend some time outside of Utah, and in, we lived in the Midwest for a while, and I was able to attend other churches and things like that. But it's. I had been exposed to Christian music during that time in the Midwest, and at first the cultural part of me prickled a little bit. Sure. Um, but then it came back around into my life, and I realized how powerful it was that you hear people bear testimony in church through song, and these Christian artists are doing the same thing. So you go up to retreat, and you hear these songs, and it is the same testimony. So, so that was a big cultural difference for yeah, you. Yeah, but it wasn't so. weird. Wasn't weird. Well, it was less weird than I thought, and I think okay. it's because the environment was quiet and warm and non-judgmental, and everyone could be who they were. 
whether you were quiet like I was the first year, you were someone who sang along to the songs. There was no pressure to do the same thing my neighbor did. Yeah. It was very, it was a very private experience for me that first year and very powerful. Lindsay, what do you, what would you tell someone coming up? What you wish you would have known for your first time? Um, can we go to me for a yes. second? Yeah. Let yes. me think. Okay, so this isn't uh, like a faithy thing at all. What I wish women would know before they came to retreat is how absolutely amazing it feels to leave all your responsibility behind and let somebody else take care of you. And it's okay to do that. For an entire weekend, you don't cook any meals, you don't pick up after anybody, um, you don't even have a schedule in front of you. We just kind of tell you what the next thing is and to show up for the next thing. And it's like you have Somebody has let you free, and then somebody is just loving you and nurturing you and taking care of you and handing you chocolate at appropriate <laughs> moments. And and that's what I wish women knew was how You know there's going to be some feels. woman that comes up and be like, all that God stuff, whatever, but I heard there was chocolate, so I signed <laughs> up. We'll feed that too. So for me, um, uh, it would be that it's it's not about any anyone else but me so the the no expectation and the no pressure for anything but for me and i got to say i feel um i am in a place where i have more humility and so much less judgment than i did prior to coming i um feel like you know Christ church um is he he loves all of us he doesn't favor you know any child over another and i i really didn't understand that before i really felt like i was a little bit better than everybody else because of my religion and since going um i like I said, I have I have opened my heart so much to other people and faiths and religions and having my eyes open to God's love for all of His children. Because Which didn't I, shake your faith or change you or force you any other direction. It added to my faith. Yeah. It it made me truly understand who God is and His capacity to love, which I didn't. I didn't get that before. His love was very limited in my mind. And to have it be, be this limited, limitless love um, amazes me and humbles me. I think every good thing comes from God. And so everything good that is a part of retreat, you can take back into your own life, into your own faith practices, and you can apply that. to And, and then it becomes added upon. And that's what I think retreat did for me was add upon every good thing that I already had. Awesome. It multiplied it, kind of exploded it in fun ways. Magnified. Okay, tell us the dates. It's October 10th through 12th, and October 10th is my birthday. Oh. I'm revealing that already, that oh we're gosh. celebrating Melanie's my birthday. Be 
35. Yay, that is so kind. Um, so, so tell us, so that is a Thursday through Saturday. Thursday through Saturday. Registration is from 10 to 11 on Thursday so morning. Thursday morning, I'm up and headed up to this thing. When right. do I get back on Saturday? Um, we'll I'm be, leaving Park we'll, City area at what time? Park City area, you're leaving between 6 about 6.30-ish, I'm going to say about 6.30-ish. Okay, on Saturday. Okay, so on it's Saturday. kind of those three full days, right? right. Mm-hmm. Um, how do I sign up? You sign up at heartofthewoman.net. No, it is theheartofawoman.net. And I think Theheartofawoman.net. And I think Steve will put the we will. Um, website yep. in um, the yep, link. Yeah, we'll put it in there. Where else there. can I find you? Can I find you on Facebook? You can find us on Facebook at The Heart of a Woman. And why can't I think of what our Instagram? You can look for us on Instagram because we're there. Oh, it is. So our Instagram is the heart of a woman. The heart of a woman Instagram. You can follow them there. Um, anything else I need? No details. Um, oh, I think about it's kind of important for women to know that these are not luxury accommodations, but it's not camping. And so they'll be staying either in a lodge or they'll be staying in yurts and they will be sleeping in bunk beds. Um, but it's very, very comfortable. And on the website, you can go and look at all the pictures of yeah, the see accommodations. Pictures, know what you're going see into. the pictures and know what you're going into. Yep. Flushing toilets, showers. It's nice. All the good stuff. It really it is. is. And delicious meals mm-hmm. three that times you a You don't day. have to make. It's or a, really clean up the after, food's right? Great. It's true. You are really for me, it's the little things. Not having to think, what am I cooking for dinner tonight? Oh man, that is a deal breaker for me. Three or nights in a row. If that's the only reason we yeah. come nights, up, it's good. I enough. don't have to cook dinner. Or what do I have to do next? Oh. <laughs> I get to just relax and listen. Early, to me. early bird special ends when? The last day of August. So that's coming up really quickly. Last day of August. And if I am remembering right, you sold out in August. We sold last out in year. August. Yep. So we did. August is right around the corner. You're you're probably on track to sell it again from our previous conversations uh before. So um don't hesitate. Uh I would definitely sign up now. Um and then uh our discount code, unashamed, regular site unashamed, additional fifty dollars off. Um and then uh the big thing we've all kind of decided to do here Unashamed, which uh, we're excited about, is we are going to sponsor a woman coming up. So this is, uh, I I can only talk in sports terms, a full ride scholarship (laughs) to use the college football analogy. So uh, we'll pay the tuition, if that's the right word, in full um, because you are worth it. And so we thought, how is it that we can communicate to these women, walk with our talk, that they really are worth it? Um, and we know, you know, finances sometimes can be tough and a big stress point. And, um, so want to create at least one opportunity for that to happen. So James, how do they get in on this? Well, if you like our Facebook page, and then if you will, um, go to our Instagram page and tag 10 people, um, and then send me a short paragraph as to why you would like to be chosen as the uh, person that we will sponsor. Send me a brief paragraph on that um, at james at unashamedunafraid.com and we will go through those responses and we will choose a um, a winner. So you see the Instagram post come up with this and also the post on the website so you can go to either or to get all of the information and um, 
just appreciate you women coming on and uh, Becky and, and Lindsay for sharing your heart and kind of your own raw personal experience and willing to be vulnerable with us. You're welcome. And your Thank you for having learning. us. Thank you. Of Thank course. you. It's always a privilege to be with you. And I will not see you there at the women's retreat. But I, will. I hope you go. But if you if you want to, when you're up there, you can say hi to James. Let him know that you heard us here, and uh, he will be hiding behind the desk in the back. Yep, I would love to. I would actually love to hear if the reason that you heard about retreat was from our podcast. Um, I would love if you came and tapped me on the shoulder and let me know that was the case. And he hides in the back. I know this about me. He does the same thing in the men. So you'll have to go looking for him. It'll be a yep. quest. Yep. Until next time, be unashamed and unafraid. Thanks. Thanks.